This is all just because of the sandwich. Jeez, we hardly made a dent to that ten-foot hoagie. Oh, give it a good hope. How come no bacon? Bacon is extra. You call this a sandwich? You don't have bacon on it? I've been eating that thing for a week. I think the mayonnaise is starting to turn. Two more feet, and I can fit it in the fridge. That sandwich was the only good thing going on in my life. Someone ate the only good thing going on in my life. So you risked your life for a sandwich. You ate my sandwich? I'd like to be alone with the sandwich for a moment. Did you confuse it with your own turkey sandwich with the moist maker? If you want a sandwich, I'll make you a sandwich. Or want the one that I earned. This is the greatest sandwich in the world. My sandwich. My sandwich. Welcome to Max's Table, a food podcast from the State Hornet. And yes, this is the sandwich episode. Or more likely, a sandwich episode. Because anyone who knows me knows how much I love sandwiches. My guest today is a very good friend of mine. She's a like-minded fellow sandwich connoisseur. After all her research for this podcast, she can add amateur sandwich historian to her resume. I've eaten sandwiches with her for literally my entire life, because she is my big sister, Dina Owens. And simply put, in this episode, we partake in an echo chamber of what makes a good sandwich and what makes a terrible sandwich. Fair warning to anyone out there who likes Subway, you are probably going to walk away from this episode very angry, but I encourage you to keep an open mind and to stop eating Subway. Um, so this episode's all about sandwiches. So the first question for you, obviously, is even though you are my sister, what qualifies you to be on a podcast all about sandwiches? Well, I think the, probably the best way to put it is my favorite TV show is 30 Rock. And one of the reasons why it's my favorite TV show is because the main character, Liz Lemon, and I, I think, share the same worldview. And this is a quote from the episode. And she says to Jack, who's one of the characters, can I share with you my worldview? And and then she says, all of humankind has one thing in common, the sandwich. I believe that all anyone that all anyone really wants in this life is to sit in peace and eat a sandwich. Amen. (laughs) I often say I don't have very many vices left, but uh, you know, I don't I don't drink, I don't do drugs, I don't participate in a lot of internet vices people have. But um, when I need something, I make a good sandwich. And I haven't even been cluing you. I've been on a ridiculous sandwich craze. The last, well, like, when I when I called you to talk about when we were going to try to schedule this podcast, I said, "What are you doing?" And you were literally eating a sandwich, and it was some insane <laughs> sandwich creation that you'd made. So you did some research and preparation to talk about sandwiches in particular, and found out a lot about the history of sandwiches that I didn't well, know that I think yeah. is interesting. I'll start with just like where does the name sandwich come from? And it definitely came from the Earl of Sandwich, depending on who you two talk to, either he was a very hard worker and was always at his desk working and needed a food to eat at his desk so that his hands didn't get dirty. But if you're staying up all night working by candlelight or in the other story about the Earl of Sandwich, gambling all night, Mm. you are going to get hungry. You need something to sustain you. Well, you can't just like eat, eat a fork and knife meal while you're playing cards right at the gambling table that's not going to work out you need to be holding your cards in one hand and 
and the other hand, you can hold a sandwich. So the story goes that he started asking his servants to bring him bread in between, I'm sorry, meat in between two pieces of bread. And he, that's what he would order. And then all the other gamblers in the, you know, gambling hall, gentlemen's club is actually what it was called. Um, it, it, they started saying, you know, oh, that looks good. And they started telling their servants, bring me, bring me what sandwich has. Bring me, and then it, so it sort of gotten so shortened down to bring me Smashed sandwich. Smashed bring like me a it. sandwich, yeah. Yeah, bring me a sandwich. So in 1900, somewhere around the turn of the century, American bakeries started selling sliced bread, like pre-sliced bread that you could buy. And that's sort of when like the sandwich took off and people would buy pre-sliced bread and then take it home and make whatever, you know, make whatever you said, Gruyere and like sauteed beef with caramelized onions and your 15 types of mustard, whatever. Yeah. So, Do you say, I, I wonder if the sandwich then can be responsible for popularizing the phrase, the greatest thing since sliced bread, because now you could just make oh, a sandwich super easily. Well, I don't know why else you would need sliced bread if not to make a sandwich, because otherwise, right. if you're just to put butter on, I mean, you can just slice it your own bread. Right? Yeah, just tear a glob off with your hand and slap some butter on it and eat it. It doesn't need to be sliced. It does um, not. So talk a little bit about, you know, I think we both have the same general opinion of like what makes a good sandwich. Yeah. And that yeah. is sort of well, your what we think of as deli sandwich. So what right, did you find out right. as far as like, as far as what we think of as like a good sandwich today? So then I, I got into the, you know, I really went down a rabbit hole. Oh, there's all these different kinds of sandwiches. You know, what's the most popular kind of sandwich? What do I think about when I think of a sandwich? Um you know, obviously we've got like, you've heard about Rubens, club sandwiches, clearly very popular, the Cubano, you know, banh mi, Philly cheesesteak. But then I was like, hoagie. Okay. What's a hoagie? I wasn't really sure. Being in California, if I was from the East coast, I would have clearly known what a hoagie is, which is a type of submarine sandwich. Now the term submarine sandwich is, is what I think of, it turns out as a, as a sandwich. And and a submarine sandwich is defined as a sandwich roll. It's in the shape of a submarine, right? A sandwich roll looks like a submarine. And then you've got meat, cheese, vegetables, and condiments. And that's a sub submarine sandwich. Submarine sandwiches also go by the name hoagies, heroes, grinders. There's a couple other more obscure ones like Zep and something else I didn't write down that comes from South Africa. Um, the hoagie is a sub sandwich and it was sold or either sold or eaten. I didn't quite get that. Um, by Italian immigrants in Philadelphia in the Hog Island shipyard. So they were known for eating these sandwiches um, at Hog Island and they, they were hoggies and then it turned to hoagies. So that's where mm -hmm. hoagie comes from. Most other places call them subs. When I was like, well, I, I would never say I want to go get a hoagie. I would never go say I want to get a sub because Subway is, well, we could talk about Subway. I do think that we should mention, I, I hate Subway. I think they have bastardized. Oh, the we're going to talk about sandwiches do not fall under the category of pizza. And what I mean by that is that like even bad pizza is okay to eat. Oh, yeah. Good yeah. pizza is amazing. Bad pizza is fine. That yeah. does not qualify for me for sandwiches. I totally Bad agree. sandwiches suck, and America has been overtaken by bad sandwich chains making terrible sandwiches. 
and it's a travesty. Um, but anyway, so I was like, well, what what would I say? What would I say if I wanted a sandwich? And I would say I want a deli sandwich. So I don't know if that's like really a California thing or. So <clears throat> it turns out what I think of a sandwich, when I think of sandwich, what I'm thinking of is a submarine sandwich that was popularized by Italian delicatessens. So the word delicatessen, by the way, is a German word. So the first delis, delicatessens, delis, which we call them delis for short, were brought over by German Jews. And that was in like the 1850s in New York. However, so delicatessen, technically a German word. However, it was borrowed from either or possibly both a French word, which I can't pronounce. And hello, ding, 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 Italian word. And the Italian word I wrote down, hopefully I can pronounce it. I listened to it a bunch of times. I'll probably still botch it. Delicatezza. Now, does that sound like delicatessen <laughs> to you? Because it sounds like delicatessen to me. And it means delicacy. So those in French, in the French, it's the same thing. It means delicious things in French. So which is the same thing as delicacy. So the Germans borrowed it. They they had the first delicatessens in Germany. German Jews brought it over to America. However, the first delicatessens in America, the Jewish ones, they didn't sell sandwiches. So 1850s, delis come to the U.S., but they're not really delis like we think of them now. They're basically little grocery stores. And in from 1900 to 1910, 2 million Italians immigrated to the United States. What I thought was really funny in my research was that Katz Deli, which is, you know, arguably the most, maybe the most famous deli in the world. I don't know. Definitely the most famous deli in New York. It's a Jewish deli. However, in World War II, their slogan was, send a salami to your boy in the army. Well, salami is Italian. So I think that Italians should get credit for most delicious food, which they do. And now I'm giving them credit for the sub sandwich, the deli sandwich, which is what I think of a sandwich when I want a sandwich. Thank you, Italian Americans, for all your delicious foods and contributions. I think that's what's interesting about the sandwich is that, like, there's seemingly a sandwich for so many different cultures and type of food. There's sort of everywhere. And what's weird is, like, everyone has different sandwiches, but they're all recognizable as a sandwich, which is what's weird about it, you know, Um, because it's still it's that I mean, a sandwich is a sandwich, right? It's it's essentially bread with meat or cheese or just vegetables if you want inside two slices of bread or a bun or a roll right which kind of gets to the whole debate people like to talk about of what's a sandwich and what is not a sandwich Mm -hmm. and the biggest one of that being like is a hot dog a sandwich or is a hamburger a sandwich yeah you know what's interesting about a hot dog is i don't i don't think a hot dog is a sandwich it's like a subset of sandwich maybe it's weird because I actually don't even feel like it's that but you I feel like you can have a sausage sandwich so I feel like if I take a sausage I slice it in half I grill it and then I put it on like a roll that's a sausage sandwich it's not a hot dog a hot dog you know what I mean like it's so it's when we were initially talking about this we agreed that it 100% has to be like leavened risen bread 
Yes. We're not talking pita pockets, like, you know, matzo bread rolled up. I'm like, no, that's not, that's a wrap or a pita pocket or, you know, a falafel is delicious as it is in a pita. I don't, it's not a sandwich. Right. So I was thinking like, well, if an alien came down and, and I'm trying to explain to them what a sandwich is. And I say, oh, well, it's meat and it's two pieces of risen bread, but it can be a bun because sandwiches sure. can be on a bun. Yeah, I mean, a roll is not far from, a, I mean, a, a torpedo roll or a sub roll is not far from a bun. Totally. Well, and we talked about, because I asked you, because we were talking about, well, let's start with a hamburger. Is a hamburger a sandwich? No. Okay. But what's weird about that is that, well, first of all, if you put a, a hamburger on a roll, which the Dutch Goose does, and it's my favorite burger. It's still a hamburger. It's not right. a sandwich. However, a patty melt, which is a burger patty with melted cheese, but it's a thin, it's a different, it's not a hamburger patty exactly. That's a sandwich to me. Yeah. Right? So it's weird, but I think that, and it, I think we agreed, if you look at menus, it's hamburgers and sandwiches. There's a clear divide. A hamburger is its own thing. It's related to a sandwich, but they're like cousins. So hot dogs, though. It's hard because you can you can have sandwiches on bun. You can have a sandwich. So then we were like, well, is it because the bun isn't separated on one side? And I said, well, no, Philly cheesesteaks are famous. So, you know, I think that I don't know what it is about hot dogs, because like I said, I think you can have a sausage sandwich. But a sausage sandwich to me, I think would have lettuce and mustard. I'm sorry, lettuce and tomato. If I were going to make a sausage sandwich and consider it a sandwich, it has to be other something other than sausage and bread. Right. I don't know. I mean, I think it just comes down. I think hot dog and hamburgers just they've they've morphed off into their own thing. Te do they technically fit the sandwich definition? I guess. But the real test is if I come to your house and you ask me if I want a sandwich and I say yes and you make me a hot dog. I'm going to throw it at you. That's that's well, the that's also, the test is like do would you like a sandwich? Absolutely. I love sandwiches. Here's your hot dog. That uh, no. A sandwich I think is a very specific thing where a the bread really matters. I think that that's I think that's we could debate this maybe. Well, I don't think you're going to debate it with me. And in fact, I think it's why the reason why Subway sandwiches are so garbage and most gross sandwiches are garbage. And are we going to talk about how apparently Subway sandwiches aren't even on bread? Not in Ireland. Ireland just said, Subway, your sandwiches, your bread is not bread, which yeah. means you're not making sandwiches technically. Correct. Hallelujah. Because yeah. they're, and I, I don't I, know if you I read mean, the story, but they're, they're, yeah. their bread has too much sugar in it to technically be classified as a staple. Okay. So in Ireland, they, they don't tax staple foods, and bread is one of them. And Ireland decided, you're going to get taxed on your bread because it has too much sugar on it, and we can't call it a staple. It's basically like cake. Terrible-tasting yeah. cake and terrible-tasting bread. Oh, and Subway okay. is... Look, oh. I, I've eaten plenty of Subway sandwiches in my life. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I'll never go to Subway. But just don't tell me Subway's good. Just call it what it is. Yeah, it's Subway. It's Gross. garbage five dollar really trash food yeah 
You know what's funny is one of Mark's patients gave him a Subway gift card. <laughs> I found it like in his like bag. Did they think he had been responsible for some sort of malpractice? Well, yeah, I was like, what patient hates you? That's what I did when I pulled out the card out of his bag. And he was like, oh, they know oh. I love Subway. They try to like really bill it as it's some sort of like quality bread. Yeah. Which is really what makes me mad about right. it. What does Jim Baffigan say about it, by the way? Doesn't he say, like, it tastes bread that tastes like it was cooked in a dishwasher? <laughs> Even if you haven't been to Subway, you probably walked by and breathed in that bread exhaust they pump out. Yeah. Ah, the smell of bread that was just baked in a dirty dishwasher. Anyway, so Subway's gross. I'm sorry, Subway. We're, you're not going to be a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah, don't sue us. But, I mean, in, I mean Subway... Jimmy John's? Jimmy John's might be worse than Subway. I don't know don't how... Know what Jimmy John's is. Oh. Well, I, you know what I think is funny is that you're you're like the sandwich gourmand, and yet you're like you're sort of a sandwich snob, and yet you've eaten at all these disgusting sandwich places. Like I don't even know what Jimmy John's is. I don't want to eat a sandwich from there. Its name is Jimmy John's. That's already telling me right there their sandwich is not going to be good. Oh. It was drive through and it was just like, whatever, it'll be like Subway. And it was, I don't want to be hyperbolic and say it was 10 times worse than Subway, but it was considerably worse than Subway, which is hyperbolic as it is. And it it's infuriating to me that these horrible sandwich chains have exploded all over the United States and are feeding people terrible sandwiches when making a good sandwich is not that much more of a stretch. Like a decent sandwich is not that much more of a stretch is yeah, it's it's embarrassing. Um Well, it's amazing so, how many people can't make a good sandwich. Like even we were talking about the nugget deli and I love nugget for literally everything. But I'm sorry to tell you, Nugget, your sandwiches are like some of them are okay. Some of their like signature sandwiches I'd give like an eight out of ten. But most of them are still they're like one of the better sandwiches around here, but I'm still only like seven out of 10, six out of 10, sometimes yeah. depending on who makes it. Like I don't, and I don't understand the ingredients are fresh. The bread is not fresh, fresh, but somehow the sandwich is just, it's not adding up. Tell me what you think about this, but I think a genuinely good sandwich has to have the ingredient of love or it just doesn't take it to the next level. I don't yeah. know what it is. You have to put some sort of, maybe that's the way it is for all food. If you don't have some sort of like love put into the food that you're serving, it it can't, you can't take it to that. Like, you know, I agree 100% or whatever it is. Delicate, delicate <laughs> level. Um, yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Like Roxy's Deli here in Sacramento, which is amazing. I don't know if you've been there, but they have like a lot of the same people that have been working there forever. And they're always just like chirping behind the counter and talking shit and like having a great time and making sandwiches. Right. And the vibe is so much different than obviously a subway or even just a supermarket counter where it's, you know, yeah. it's like they're well, choosing to work like and make too. sandwiches. Yeah. Whereas yeah. at Nugget, it's like, I got a job at Nugget. Oh, what department do you work in? Uh, I, I make sandwiches. and Especially when they call someone over from the other department when it's really busy and they come to make your sandwich. You know, you're like, no, this sandwich is going to be crap. 
you don't know what you're doing. As soon as you have to ask the person you're working with, like, where is that? When I say, hey, can I have some basil aioli? And they're like, uh, like, well, that's great. You're going to put it on there. It's not going to be the right amount. It's not going to be spread evenly. And my sandwich is going to stink. Why do you think sandwiches... I mean, I guess their sort of origin was they were out of convenience and then not get your hands dirty. And But I just, I find it interesting and tragic that sandwiches are kind of relegated to, you know, not only stand and eat, but like lunch. Like if you go to a really nice restaurant, they'll have some ridiculously amazing sandwiches on their lunch menu for like 12 or 13 bucks. And I can't get that sandwich at dinner time at dinner time i have to order a 30 dollar entree i worked in the marketing department for this steakhouse restaurant Stuart anderson's black angus and they were like really struggling at the time with like you know steakhouses were kind of seen as like old people places to eat and they were mm -hmm. really trying to how do we capture the younger market um so i was like i had never eaten at black angus so i went and i went for lunch and the lunch menu had these amazing sandwiches on it. And I was like, why doesn't the dinner menu have this? Because I knew what the menus were. I would like email out the menus to all the, that was another part of my job. Anyway, so I went to my boss and I was like, you know, you're trying to capture like a younger market. You're trying to get people to eat there more frequently. You have these amazing sandwiches on your lunch menu why don't you put those on the dinner menu? Like, wh wh where are they? Why are they disappearing? Like, it's weird. What? Just have one menu, man. It doesn't need to be, why do certain foods, like maybe I want to sit down and have a steak for lunch, by the way, or maybe I want to have a sandwich <laughs> for dinner. Anyway, so that was like, I suggested that to her. They ended up focus group testing it and it was like wildly successful. Also, because now you can go for dinner if you only want to spend like 13 or 15 bucks, you don't have to spend $30 on a steak. You can just get a sandwich. Right. Right. And um, as you know, all anyone wants to do is sit in peace and eat a sandwich. So obviously exactly right. very appealing to people. And I, after that, I looked it up and they still have sandwiches on their dinner menu. So nice. there you go. There you I go. Really made my so you're mark. officially I taking credit for the fact that Black Angus serves sandwiches at dinner. Yeah, a hundred percent. Me, if you love eating black angus sandwiches, I guess they're only open for dinner now. If you go there, you're welcome. So, I ask four questions at the end of every show that are all food related. Some of your answers may be sandwich, some some not. No, the whole point is it's rapid fire. It's off the cuff. So, uh, and they're they're basic questions. But the first one is, what's your What's your cheap guilty pleasure? I mean, I would say In-N-Out Burger, but everyone likes In-N-Out Burger, so that's not really like embarrassing. You don't have to be embarrassed. I mean, that's a perp. That's a that's an easy, solid answer for a cheap yeah, I love an In-N-Out Burger, man. I'll eat it till the cows come home. Yeah, but I am kind of a snob about food. I mean, more than you. Like I said, I've never even eaten at that. Jimmy John's. Jimmy John's. No. You know where else I've never eaten is Jim Boy's Tacos. Because no, thank you. I don't want a taco from someone named Jim Boy. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that just that tells you everything you need to know. If some guy named Jim Boy said you want one of my tacos, <laughs> I'm like, no, thank you. I'd probably eat a hot dog from him. You yeah. know, uh, okay. Jim Boy could make a solid hot dog for yeah. sure. Want a, do you want a Jim Boy hot dog? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds real good. 
What are you going to eat if money's no option? What's your expensive go-to meal? I mean, probably filet mignon. Like a really good, super expensive cut. And probably lobster. Maybe like, yeah, probably surf like... Surf and turf? Surf and turf. Yeah, surf yeah. and turf. I think that's... Um, what uh what's your favorite thing to make at home you know what i've been making a lot lately maybe this is sort of a cheap guilty pleasure but uh is meatloaf well you know teddy is obsessed with it the first time i fed him meatloaf it like blew his mind what's the thing mom made growing up that you you know would eat any day of the week or you would go back home and eat or go back to childhood and eat um, well, I'll say, I think mom, definitely that meatloaf, her spaghetti sauce. I don't know if you remember this though, but dad used to make cinnamon toast. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes. We used to eat it all the time. And I actually haven't made it as an adult. And just the other day I was thinking like, why don't, why haven't I ever made that? But it was literally just whatever sliced bread, butter cinnamon and a little white sugar sprinkled on there and then you put it in the toaster oven and you toast it and i just remember it being so magical like just it's more than the sum of its parts it was it was really amazing and then i've always thought there was something like he must be doing something see you know when you're a kid it's like you don't really understand how food is made that's not <laughs> yeah He's doing yeah. some crazy to this to make it so good. And then when he showed me his recipe, I was just like, okay. You know, dad, speaking of sandwiches, one of the things that he does, which I like to do. And when I, the other day I was having, I worked like, I don't know, 16 hours. It was crazy. And Mark was home. He was like, can I make you something? And I was like, yeah, I want you to make me a sandwich. And I was very specific. And I said, put butter on the bread, then take the garlic powder, sprinkle it on yep. both sides, then put it in the toaster and toast it with the butter and the garlic powder. And that really just puts a sandwich over the top, even if you do nothing else. But dad always used to, I learned that from dad. Yeah, me too. I was just thinking about that. that I was like, oh, we didn't talk about this, but that is like my, like if I had my own sandwich shop, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that That'll would be... be Every thing. sandwich yeah. would start yeah. with that. Every sandwich would start with a generous amount of butter and the fine garlic powder, not the granulated nasty stuff. No, there no, has to be the, the super pulver. fine. Yeah. The pulverized. Like, exactly. Sprinkled powder. on top and toasted. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't talk about that either. I don't do it on every sandwich. I probably do it on like 70% of sandwiches, but I should do it on all. Yeah. I don't know why I get lazy, I guess. But uh, unacceptable. Yeah. So I'm glad I brought that up because there you go. That's yeah. the secret to all your amazing sandwiches. Thank you, Dad. That's going to do it for this episode of Max's Table. You can get all your State Hornet podcasts at statehornet.com, including No Limits with Mac and Gary, a new sports podcast, as well as our new long-form interview podcast, State Hornet Spotlight. On the show page of this episode, you can get pictures of some sandwiches I've made, as well as some pictures of what I've been cooking in the last week which included blueberry, ginger, lemon, hand pies, and a chocolate babka. Feel free to follow me on Twitter, at MaxConnor22, and share with me some of the sandwiches you've been making, or any other food that you enjoy. Until next time, enjoy a sandwich you love with someone you love.